Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. In the blink of an eye, today my daughter ran into the office and began twirling the computer mouse like a medieval battlefield weapon, and then dove under the desk and started to rip out power plugs. I barely had time to ask, where was she? Before the lights were flickering and the sounds of busting plastic mixed with the cackles of glee. And boom goes the Wi-Fi. And the Wi-Fi goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Where's our Wi-Fi? Now... Welcome to Homeschool Together Podcast. Now, that might be a description of your daily life. It's a description of ours. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Sometimes I, t- I decide to tie her up to a tree out back. <laughs> we have a six-foot-high fence and CPS can't see over it. So, I feel I'm pretty safe. <laughs> well, before we, before we get going, if you have a chance, head down in the show notes. Follow us on social media. Get our resource guide for around-the-world studies. And if you could, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would really really be helpful. So today we are going to be hitting one of the big questions is managing your homeschooling when you have a Tasmanian devil, a child, a toddler, a baby, mm. a wildebeest. Yes, a uh, pre preschooled aged child, a younger sibling and Let's make the disclaimer right up front that uh, we do not have the answers. Yeah, we don't. We uh, sorry, folks. If you came here for looking for, we don't have those. We're going to talk um, about ideas. A lot of them, you guys know. I think what you know. I think the main thing that we'll talk about is you know things that we you know we obviously we've heard other people do, um, but talk a lot about what I've done in the last about eighteen months and how I've dealt. Yeah, with... Yeah, I mean we're not totally hapless. Uh, we have found some solutions, and we thought we would just kind of get into it. This is a tough topic. I so we were just reading some posts. Math Matthew put out a, a Reddit. Um, post and said, uh, you know, here's here's what I'm dealing with. It. Anybody else got any better ideas? And the comments that came in were hilarious. They're like, I feel this deep in my soul. Yes. <laughs> I, I live this on a daily basis. If you find the answer, let me know. I, I, let's just face it. Managing to homeschool and have that focus time with an older child while you have a baby or toddler that needs your attention and is, you know, potentially trying to kill themselves. Um, Suicidal dictators. I mean, That's yeah. That's what I call them. So, I mean, it's really hard. It's I mean, so hard. it's super hard. There are days when you come downstairs um, before our, our toddler's nap that you're just like, I, I mean, it's 930 and you already look like you're fried just from having to try to. Well, she had, so like today she had, a, today's a good example. So she had, you know, you came out right before we went upstairs to start homeschooling and you had the temerity to walk outside the office. Right, cuz sometimes show your face. I I need a glass of water. Well, you know, <laughs> or have to use the restroom or God forbid, you know. Need fresh air. The dog stunk up the office or something like that and you had to you had to get some fresh that, that air. That seriously happens. I know it does happen all the time. Um and then 
you know, the little one saw you and it was total meltdown. No, no, she city. didn't even see me. She heard she you. She heard me. That's right. She well, was not here. I always look, right? Because I'm like, well, the funny thing I am is so thirsty your door, right now. Your door is so sticky. I, and when I you try open, to it, open it super quietly, it makes a distinctive pop. I feel like I'm like a cat burglar in my own home, right? I know you're upstairs. I'm like, I'm so thirsty. I try to open the office door and like, like crack as it opens. And she knows. She I knows step right out. And Mommy, then all I mom, hear from upstairs mom, is, mom, 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 mom. She's like the, she's like the uh, birds in Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. mine, mine. So she runs across the, I can nurse, hear her running nurse, down the hallway. Nurse, nurse, <laughs> nurse. Yeah, nurse is her favorite. <laughs> she's learning to talk and nurse is her favorite new word. Um, She's running down the hallway screaming for me, right? And he was just about to put her down for nap, and I I felt so bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt so terrible that I was well, doing this And she this also to you. had a meltdown when we went into the bonus room and to do homeschooling, and I shut the door, and she just sat there and just wailed. Right, because she wants to brush her teeth all the time. She wants to brush her teeth all the so time. So she, she, she brings things from all over the upstairs yeah. to the spare bathroom as things that she can stand on or try to stand on so that she can try to reach the toothbrushes. Because she wants she to She's become a dentist. <laughs> that would be really funny. That would be really funny. Yeah, because Olaf brushes his teeth on the one of the stay at homes. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. she learned brush. It was like one of her first words. Brush. She brush, wants to brush. brush her teeth constantly. So this is <laughs> so, <laughs> this yeah, is we, the kind of stuff we're dealing with. So these are these are the challenges though, right? You have you have um uh, a baby or a toddler, they're super uh, needy, right? They always need something they need from mom you. or dad. And worst of all, you know, for me, you know, let's be honest, both my girls don't need me, right? I walk in the house, they kind of just go, oh, dad's back. Or, <laughs> you know, I could be gone for like five days and I walk in, they go, oh, there he is. That's not and true. And they walk in, they get a little, they get a little, you step out to put something in the trash can and come back. It's worse than like, you know, an anxiety riddled dog. They come running to the door. <laughs> You're lucky. I mean, you can't go outside right now because the little one will actually follow you outside. Right. I went to take the trash out last and night and she started door. screaming and she opened the door to the garage to come get me. And how I'm like, dare I just you had leave to go my presence, right? The yeah. garbage so we, you know, we've all seen this. We've all experienced this. A lot of moms, I think, get the worst of this, especially, you know, a lot of the homeschooling um, p- parents are moms. And so you actually have the worst of it both because you have these clingy child that desperately needs you um, especially when you're also a nursing mother you're also that's a nursing also mother fun. it's it can be terrible so you know i have a little bit of an advantage that my kids really don't need me in that, in that capacity <laughs> but they but she still the younger daughter still wants your attention all the time she does obviously we have i have the same issue of attention seeking but i don't have the the kind of the, the clingy problem the clingy problem as much as as maybe a mother would right and and that's really hard right there's a lot of times you know, I'm sitting down to read a story with our older daughter. Um, uh, you know, I take them every morning kind of early. So you get a little bit of time to yourself early, early in the morning as our children wake up at the crack of dawn before the crack of dawn. Now, yeah, um, they wake up at, you know, five something. Uh, so I take them in the morning and I just want to read a book to my older daughter and she's really into it. And the younger one just wants to be like all up in that. Climbing I mean, up on the chair with you. Climbing up, you. trying to pull your hair or, you know, tear pages out of the book or it's, it's really difficult, right? You have this this small child that wants your attention constantly, um, isn't able to really do a lot of independent play, um, maybe a little bit, but a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely a it's definitely a real a real challenge. They're not very flexible. Yeah, no, they don't I, I really mean, go with the flow. Babies are great, right? Babies, babies are, are great. You, you can you can pack and and go with a lot of a lot of babies are. A lot. I mean, obviously, you know. 
mileage may vary, but yeah. um, you know, for me, you know, the babies were always a lot better than, you know, once they became 12 months old, 13 months old, became very, very independent, well, wanted right, to play, get mobile. down. Yeah, it's it's been very challenging, you know, once they get mobile, they once, they, as much. once they begin to grab at things and whatnot. But I, I found that the babies were actually a lot easier, um, especially when I was doing homeschooling with my, my oldest when my youngest was, you know, three or four or five months old. Um, that was very easy it was a lot easier for me because you know they don't really need that much they just they're just happy to be there you know that type of thing right they're not like running through the house yeah i feel like our i feel like our toddler now is like the equivalent of that old what was it like a like a stain master carpet commercial or something where the kids in the walker yeah. chasing the dog all the way around the yeah, house exactly, you know yeah. i feel like it's like that and the dog feels it right now too she's the center of all attention um mm-hmm. from that the toddler right now but I feel like it's that she's like constantly running. She's constantly moving. She's getting into. She doesn't walk anywhere. She just runs to places. Right, right. It's almost manic at this point. She's just she's so into every tiny opening. She's also loud too, right? I mean, it's and a lot of it is (laughs) the older one kind of eggs on the younger one to start yelling and stuff. But you know, she has like one speed, which is twelve. Right. She doesn't even go to eleven. It's just past spinal tap eleven. Is she's at the (laughs) twelve, and then she has, you know only one volume level which is loud um she communicates by mo like crying you know that type of thing all the time just cry and so that can be very distracting to the older kid especially when you're trying to get them to focus on something and and so we hopefully we'll go through a couple ideas that a lot of you know maybe you guys can incorporate if you are running into this problem if you have a newborn and you're trying to deal with some older child and you're trying to homeschool it's it can be very challenging, so hopefully we can get you some good ideas here. Yeah, I mean, this is some things we used, right? That that um, that that younger sibling, they're not they're not all that flexible when they're yeah. when their needs need to be met. They need to be met now. And you know, when we post this in the Facebook group or on Instagram or, or however you consume it, please feel free to share what you you do. I, oh gosh, if, I think it's one of yeah. those things where you know, there's a million different things you can do, and only about one percent of them will work for you. And so it's really, really helpful to get, you know, what other people do mm-hmm. because you'll read 10 things and you go, nope, my kid ain't doing that. Nope, they're not doing that. Oh, that one might work. So right, yeah. it's really good just to get kind of the buckshot of This is the ideas. one that, you know, it takes a village thing. On your Reddit post, one of the moms said, oh, you know, I love to strap my younger child into the high chair and let them play with, you know, um, all kinds of things that keep them busy, like shaving cream and pudding and other things. And we were like, nope. Nope. <laughs> no, we're not. No, I'm not going to let my toddler play with shaving cream. I'm sure she would love she it. Would and, love it you know and and or people do the sensory bins filled with rice i mean god bless you but i i just we're, we're not gonna do that there would be grains of rice we'd be finding grains of rice maybe for they, years to come maybe they have chickens in their house or something like that I, yeah i don't know i don't know the dog doesn't eat rice right now so 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 the first thing we you know we'll talk a little bit about the, just kind of the philosophy the the idea of setting yourself up for success you know most of the you know we've heard all the cliche you know, self-help stuff that, you know, success comes from planning or planning leads to success. Um, this is very true for this type of thing that if you just go into it and you're not prepared, it can get very frustrating. Right. You're having to scramble for solutions in the moment. You're losing the focus of your older kid. That gets frustrating. They're not paying attention. So coming into it with some well-thought-out ideas, some planning that comes, you know, that you can put into practice, um, 
can help alleviate a lot of these problems. Now, is it going to work all the time? Obviously not. Yeah. Um, but if you have a good idea of what your toddler likes, what is good, what can distract them from, you know, you know, not giving you that five to 10 minutes you might need to do a math lesson or something like that. You know, if you can come together with a box of things or whatnot, it can be, you know, the most helpful thing that in, in, in any situation. Yeah. I mean, basically, one does not simply walk into Mordor. No. You right. Have to, you, you need your Samwise Gamgee to <laughs> yeah. help you through. Yeah. You need to have a plan. So, yes. so one of the things for us is and we're, we're big religious believers in the, the nap and the snack. Um, we ultimately... Charlton Heston, from my cold, dead hands, will <laughs> yeah. you pry my naps? <laughs> so... We we uh, we religiously um, follow our our younger child's nap schedule, um, whenever but possible. It's and true. It's true for both kids. Like what well, we always did. Even have, for the older, we still have quiet time, and I we have are very like religious, religiously focused my entire life. I've I've devoted five years of my life to my children's napping. You know, because it it makes them like. Uh, habitable humans right I, I mean otherwise they're just very and like, i know hey, my matt, parents hey matt do you want to hang out do you want to hang out at 10 o'clock in the morning no i can't one of my children is napping you want to hang out at 2 30 at my house sorry buddy my uh my kid's napping like i just you just have to say no because I, it's so important i know i i know i and my parents still give us that look the last time my dad was here he gave us that look like what do you do uh, how long does your child need quiet time in the afternoon and i was like i don't for as long as I need quiet time. Well, right. And and it's good for her too. Um, so the big thing is, uh, you know, as far as setting yourself up for success, I think it goes without saying, but, you know, just we all get busy. And especially with homeschooling, we're, I mean, not right now, we're not running around as much as we would be, but we still have busy schedules. And, and like we were putting up the tree this this past weekend and I, I came out, I think, I don't know where I was. I walked down and I said, uh, sweetie, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Why isn't this baby down for a nap? Right, we were we were doing just, uh, lights. Yeah, you just lose yeah. track of things, so it's totally understandable. But you know, keeping to the naps, I think, has been the most important thing for me. Yeah, ultimately, um, if you are likely to find any success with managing to homeschool while while your younger sibling is there in the room awake, um, your your best bet is to make sure that they're well rested and well fed. Yes. Because uh, a hangry, tired toddler is the worst thing in the world. So uh, go in with a plan. So we actually stage. We have uh, in the mornings when when I get up with the kids, uh, I will go and, and I like to read with my daughter. And sometimes she'll read to me. And so we do kind of an informal reading lesson. Yeah. But it just helps her to get some, you know, outside encouragement besides just what you do with her. Well, and, and, and I I'm... stage breakfast bars in the room. So yeah. I am ready. <laughs> I am ready to ply the Water. baby with a snack because I know yeah. that she wakes Cheerios. up and she's hungry. Yeah. And so I give her something and that will tide her over until well, it's breakfast. Not, it's not even an informal lesson. I know part of our all about reading. There's a whole section after at the end of every lesson, which is reading poetry and reading to your child 20 minutes a day. And so that's a normal thing. So Yeah, so I guess maybe it is part of the lesson. <clears throat> oh, thank yeah, you so, for legitimizing my time. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. No, <laughs> I actually I appreciate no, you. I, I actually no, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I know that's a thing you do and that's something I don't like focus on doing because I know she's already getting that. And you know, she gets it every day anyways. You know, I read for her, you know, during the day, I read to her for nap time, I read to her at, you know, in the afternoon and whatnot. You know, I do it all the time and you do it all the time too. So it's kind of like a kind of a freebie that we get on the mm -hmm. on the reading side but yeah it's it's great so making sure that they're well rested well napped as far as being well rested one of the things we've found to be the most successful is getting 
them outside and getting them fresh air. When the when the toddler has had a chance to be out, even if even if she's not, um, you know, today I took her for a walk. I strapped her in the baby carrier on my back because it's still so efficient. I, I love my little baby, baby carrier. Um, and I just took her for a walk in the sunshine. So she wasn't, it wasn't even that she was running around and she was still able to nap. So I think that, I think that that's, you know, the best, the best, one of the best ways I've found, you know, get them activity, get them out in fresh air and sunshine mm-hmm. if you can, or rain if you if you've got it just you know getting them outside helps them to um to have good successful naps because a a, a hungry and tired kid uh you you might as well not try to homeschool at that time <laughs> um you know in, in our experience well and the next idea is to be very strategic on how you handle the activities that you have uh, for your homeschooling activities mm-hmm. and thinking about how you can best split them up to achieve the same goals you know, I know a lot of people, we just had the great interview with Shannon, um, where she is able to do all of her homeschooling from, you know, nine until noon. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a little bit older kids. She doesn't have the issue of a toddler. So she's a little bit, she can do the time block. But if you're sitting there and you've got a toddler, and even if you have a toddler and say maybe a second grader, an eight-year-old or nine-year-old, and you've got to do a little bit more focused work, you know, being able to take what your eighth, you know, eight-year-old needs to do in a day and split it up so that... You can take advantage of doubling up on, say, reading activities or sitting and reading in a chair and having your eight-year-old read to you as opposed to trying to cram that into a three-hour block of time with a you know a wild toddler spinning around. An F, as I like to say, an F2 tornado in the opposite neighboring field, you kind of leer at it. You go, is it coming? It's coming. It's going to hit my... Right. F- yeah, it might destroy a house. It might destroy... We never know. Yeah. Cow. Nope, that's the same cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I think I think yeah. that's I think that's true. Splitting yeah. up splitting up activities is is something that right I have been implementing a lot. You know, obviously you do the, a lot of the reading in the morning before my youngest takes her morning nap. I can do a lot of activities with my basically kindergartner preschooler that I can do with both of them: music appreciation, art appreciation, reading stories. Um, Khan Academy or any type of online learning stuff that you do with your, you know, your preschooler, kindergartner, first grader, you can give that to them, sit next to them and play an activity with the younger kid while they do that activity. Right. I mean, you, you've got a breakup of all yeah. the tasks during the week. We have ones that we've really identified as this is a, this is a, a baby safe task and this one is not. So for, for all those items that, that you just mentioned, those are perfect to do with a younger sibling. Nature walks, getting outside, any of those type of things. Right, you have to do. right. Yeah. Be prepared. And then the items that you know are not going to work with that younger kiddo, like for us, it's, it's uh, our daughter's movie. math and read and her focused reading activity, right? She's really got to focus for those two. I, I, honest to God, I, there's no way I could do the math or the reading lessons with that little one in the same room. Right. It's almost and, impossible. But you have to be, I think that this is part of the setting yourself up for success is understanding, okay, here's what I need to do for the day or for the week. And this is what I can and can't do with the, the younger child. Because when you have those moments without the younger kid, if, if that child is napping like ours does, or you, you know, Hey, you've, you've struck onto some lucky independent play or something. You got to be ready to pounce. (laughs) You have to know that this is my window and I need to do this one, this, you know, these couple of things that I can't do at any other time. Um, so that's, what's really, I think that that's, what's great about some pre-planning, right? If you've got a, a, a moment, you have a window, you have to really seize it. Well, 
and it's one of those and i think i've talked about it earlier and i'll I'll continue to talk about it and that's i think it goes back to my software development kind of kanban you know work in progress type of thinking that's kind of what i do in in my own personal life is you know limit my work in progress to its small achievable tasks and so i've been able to do this with my my oldest is you're right if you do have a little window you know, understanding the tasks that you have to achieve. Like today, for example, we were doing the all about reading. Um, we we're learning the letter E and the sound of E and doing some letters. You know, I didn't do the whole lesson. I could have, I actually could have today, you know, just gone through the whole lesson. My, you know, she was really into it. She was just going with the flow and she was doing really good. Um, but just being able to knock out 10, 15 minutes here and there and do part of the lesson and understanding how you can break up these lessons so that you can, you know, I got 10 minutes. So, hey, that little toddler is sitting in the corner. Let's just do a quick review of our letters real quick. Here's the flashcards. Boom, 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 boom. Knock them out. Well, or right. a this goes words. perfectly with your micro lesson theory, yeah. right? Where we have lessons from all about reading and write, start math that are longer, that are meant to, you know, you're meant to sit for a while and do these. And you've already looked at these lessons and broken them into some natural breakpoints, which makes them perfect to be able to accomplish. You've got that window of time. Great. I'll do another piece of this lesson. So I, I think for your, for your toddler that or you know a baby that's not very flexible you have to be that much more flexible and we've tried to really instill that in our older daughter that you know go with us right kind of on this journey um we try not to break things up for her too much but Mm -hmm. that's the other great thing about micro lessons she doesn't feel like she's being pushed and pulled all over the place she feels like she's getting all these little accomplishments right oh i got that math done and then and then oh the the kiddo is the younger kids back over and she wants to be involved great let's listen to some of our art you know our music appreciation or look at a piece of art or something Mm -hmm. that the kiddo can do and you know i don't think our older daughter is feeling um as jumbled around as it might look to us feel to us well and another thing that that i do kind of along with that prepare you have to even prepare for the micro lessons like if you don't know what's coming up you don't know how to break it up and a lot of the times when i go into the beginning of the day and i go into the homeschool room i will say to my oldest i'm like hey you've got five to ten minutes you can do whatever you want play with your sister play in the little kitchen play in the tent do whatever you want to do daddy needs to get prepared for the morning and i'll toss on some music you know hey google play you know, Last Christmas by Wham. It's always Last Christmas. It's always Last Christmas by Wham. <laughs> it's our daughter's last favorite Christmas, song. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> the very next day, you threw it away. No? <laughs> you gave it away. You gave it away. You gave it away. How many away. times you got to listen to this song? I, I, do, I don't listen to it. I, I just like block it out. <laughs> At this point, it's just noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's just noise. Anyway, so we you know, I'll turn on a little music. They'll start dancing. The, the toddler will do her one-legged broken leg horse dance that she's doing it's, now. It's so really cute. cool anyway it's really funny. so you know i'll spend the time i'll pull down all the lessons that i can do i'll look at the trello board you know because you've graciously set that up for me i'll look at all the things like today i had to do reading uh, we had hans zimmer on the, on the musical stuff today we had some poetry we had reading a, a new book um was it why mosquitoes buzz in your ear thing and then i can choose and pick and choose which ones can i do you know with the toddler in the room and which ones can i not do 
And I went ahead and did that. You know, I read uh, The Grinch Stole Christmas. I read the, the book for the day. I did the poetry. We did the music. And that was with the toddler in the room. And, and she can do that. And because we're not sitting there so focused where I'm like right huddled up next to my, my oldest doing a math lesson or a reading lesson, the toddler doesn't, you know, she that's almost like blood in the water for her. Right. She sees she's it. Says, she's like, there's something cool going on. Daddy is really focused with sister. I have to get in there and I have to get on top of it. Right. And, yeah. And I have to disrupt this this joyful moment. It's that way I too see. enticing. Yeah, way too enticing. So being able to lay down on the ground, read a book with my oldest, sit in like you know, I think I had a blanket and some pillows up against the wall on the floor reading with my oldest, and the little one couldn't care less. She goes, "Oh, I see that all the time. That's eh, whatever. You guys do that. That looks silly. <laughs> that looks silly." This is one of those moments yeah. where I feel like I send it because like. Well, no. So you can't sit in the chair. Because the chair is a focus thing. You got to get on the ground. But even so, I think that this is the difference between that you're talking about between moms and oh, dads, yes. or at Correct. least for me, right? Um, whenever whenever anyone's close, the baby, whenever I'm more accessible, she's like, nurse, 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 nurse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like that's just, that's it's hard right now. I can't sit and read with our older daughter. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you can. Well, so that, you know, that's that's a good example of what I, you know how I can get that, that morning going. So I'll have set up on the table, all the things I have to do. And then I'll, I'll get the, you know, like at the math lesson, I had to get the dot cards today. I have to get the abacus out. I turn it to the page we're on. You know, I had to pull up the all about reading. I had to per- tear out a bunch of perforated cards. I had to get everything all ready, you know, giving my, you know, oldest and my youngest to just you know go off and play for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Give me a few minutes to prepare. I can kind of break it up and go, okay, this is what I have to do. All right, let's do it. Right, it's not, it's not so daunting at that moment. I can just go ahead and attack attack the moment. And when you do get those little moments, I can go ahead and do them. It's just yeah. And it was helpful. the same way when when our younger daughter was you know a, a baby. She could sit in the high chair for just a few minutes or be in the baby carrier for a few minutes. You know, oftentimes they're good, but it's just a for a limited limited, limited time. So that's one of the really uh, uh, great ways to. You know, to just take advantage of that time. The the other idea is to align your homeschooling with the youngest's best time of the day. Like, so if you are going to try, if you are going to have to do it with this toddler in the room or or a baby or whatnot, try to figure out where in them, you know, most of us try to do it in the morning and, you know. You know, but between, maybe that's not your kiddo's best time. Maybe that's not their best time. Maybe their best time is in the afternoon or we have right like when they window. wake up from a nap. Yeah, We have a morning window uh, for our toddler. About an hour and 15 minutes. Y- yeah. I mean, it's it's not solid, though. It's broken up. But it's a it's a good time when she's just naturally, she's she's come off of uh, having a, a nice-sized breakfast. Yeah. She's well-rested. She runs upstairs and she you know goes to town playing. And she's pretty good for doing some independent things. Now it's, it's not enough for you to do that's, math. That's typically when I, when I take advantage, like as I talked about this morning, where I took advantage of being able to right. read to my daughter, being able to do the other things that are necessary for, you know, the curriculum that she wasn't going to be hounding us on. Now there's no way I could have done the math lesson, like have my daughter, you know, Hey, do we need to do the stairs by even by odd numbers? Can you please do that? You know, one, three, five, seven, nine. Yeah, no, the toddler would have been all over well, us. Well, right, and, yeah. and that's the problem too, right? Because that that younger sibling can be distracting, uh, but even even so, right? Just trying to trying to figure out, you know, we're we're kind of we think about you know the best time for us when we're we're up. We've had you know coffee if that's your thing. Yeah. We're ready to roll. All those kind of things. Um, when our our learner learns the best, 
and you know it's it's challenging luckily our well, daughter bless, works bless her daughter yeah she is very good about okay when it's time to learn she's pretty much there and and i think that you know we've, we've done a lot of talking with our older daughter about um the fact that you know we need to work when we can work and yeah. so uh, we've really taught her to be more flexible that we have to put the timing kind of you know we have to do the timing around the younger yeah, kid you know, this is important that we do this with you this is important for you but we understand sister can be a little needy in these times right you know it's it's not the best that it's not what daddy wants it's not what mommy wants but you know come along with us we're we're going to do our best that we can in this time period right and that means that sometimes we have to uh, i mean sometimes she has to do schooling when it might not be her optimal time because yeah. it works because the younger child can play. So really identifying when that younger sibling is most likely to be able to do independent play yeah. so you can get more done and, you know, really be ready to run. And and then the other thing is be flexible about um, uh, when that learning may need to take place for your older child, uh, when it all falls apart, right? There's been times when we finished up a reading lesson after dinner because uh, I'm off work and I can take the baby and you're like, I just couldn't get anything done today. It just didn't, it didn't all align. And our older daughter is, um, she's really good about that. You know, she, she's good she about just, understanding. She likes learning with you or me. She likes the one-on-one, you know, oh yeah, let's do this, daddy. Another thing that I've noticed that's really helped me in the last, you know, month or two um, when we go into the lesson, when I know, okay, we're going to do some math, we're going to do some reading, maybe we'll do some other stuff. Um, I have my daughter, you know, I have the oldest go and say, I say, hey, go pick something that you want to do, whether it's Khan Academy, um, you want to read this book, do you want to do this? You know, we today we were doing uh, Khan Academy and uh, we did a little bit of Frederick and we did a little bit of the Egypt sticker book. And so she got to pick the things that she wanted that will go in between the lessons so that when we finish the lesson, she knows there's a reward of something fun in it. You know, I know it's educational, but she really enjoys doing it. That goes, that's going to get slotted in between so that while we're doing the lesson, I'm letting her know that, Hey, this is, we're almost done. And after this, we're going to do Khan Academy. And that really kind of propels her through. So if there is a little bit of, um, if she's not in her optimal time because the toddler was taking up some time or, being a little disruptive, you know, I'm able to get her through those harder things because she knows that there's something fun to do afterwards and that she chose to do that. Yeah. And I'm not really rigid on that choice. So if she says, oh, daddy, I really didn't want to read this book. I really want to do this one. I'm like, absolutely, go get it. Let's do that one instead. And so she's super happy that she gets to choose that fun thing that she gets to do in between the lessons. I found that to be kind of a way to bridge through a little bit of that frustration that might come from from her due to the fact that her sister is so, you know, crazy around her sometimes. Yeah, and we can see the stress, too, that it puts on her sometimes, especially when she just really wants us to read to her, and we just can't seem to get it accomplished because the younger one is uh, is, is just being crazy. Well, she's, she's really into listening to be, you know, she really loves you to read it right now. It's She's in this really nice phase. She is. Yeah, the chapter books and the... And the middle grade books, she is just loving you reading those. So we're in a really special time right now. We, we want to really make sure that we don't lose connection with that because I think this might be that moment where, you know, she's learning to read. She's now getting to read more complex, longer chapter books. You're reading them to her. 
And I think this is, we're starting to get to that point where I think she's just going to explode in her reading because yeah. she's going to want to do it herself. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's doing great. And, and it is difficult to make sure that she doesn't get discouraged. I think that those rewards that you do are, are really perfect. And, you know, we've just, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time talking with her about, I guess, about empathizing with her frustration when Mm -hmm. she really wants us to read or she really wants to do some homeschool activity with us and we are trying desperately to get that done because she wants to do it yeah art art as well yeah she loves art and it's like and she keeps going oh sister keeps destroying this or oh sister keeps getting in the way our sister's so loud we've had a lot of conversations with her where um first and foremost we're just empathizing that you know yeah. yeah this this stinks right we we know and we keep telling her it's a short term right you know hey this is going to this is going to move on if you can be flexible with us for a little bit you know we're we'll do extra fun things like the rewards or um you've been doing a lot of uh, nighttime one on one you know efforts whether you're reading with her or you're doing some Lego play or crafting like you were tonight, Right. We yeah. put the baby to bed and then I, I've let her stay up an extra half hour past um, the toddler's bedtime for just for one-on-one. And this has been a great time for me too since I do work during the day, even though it's from home and I do see the girls. Um, I'm still not like directly engaged with them. So one of the things that I found has been really nice is um, kind of building her expectations for what the next day is going to entail too. Mm-hmm. I think that's been really helpful, right? That this is what's going to happen tomorrow. Cause our, our daughter is really our older daughters. Um, she's at this age where, uh, tomorrow has endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so she will like try to plan out her whole day. We're going to do this <laughs> and then you're going to do here this and we're going to go over here and I'm going to play with my sister and we're going to, and you know, the, the little one, um, might have completely different plans tomorrow <laughs> and invariably we all end up kind of having to bend to what what happens with the youngest right because yeah. we, we can't communicate with her in the same way and so i've been trying to temper expectations a little bit with um our daughter saying okay well this is what's going to be coming up tomorrow um this is what we're hoping to accomplish and uh, no matter what when sister goes to bed Let's look forward to the fun thing that we're going to do together. And most of the time that thing is educational and is part of what we wanted to get accomplished anyway. So um, just just some thoughts. But I think that really talking with your older child and and having them be, be flexible, board, flexible with the with, time, with being flexible and yeah. knowing that th- this too shall pass. Right. This is a short term yeah. <laughs> problem. Um, and you need, need them to, to step up and work with you. Well, and I think that kind of goes with the idea that. You know, one of the reasons why we homeschool all year round as opposed to taking it off in the summers or whatnot, um, and then why we use the weekends and why we're, we're flexible with the with the evenings as well. You know, I know a lot of times we would like to sit down and watch, you know, the next episode of The Expanse or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. You know, while we still prioritize that during the week, we do take advantage of some nights saying, okay, we need to prioritize our older one because there may be those feelings of jealousy. Mm-hmm. I'm not being heard, which so can tough. we we know can lead to behavioral problems that we have to then check down the line. And if we can, you know, an ounce of prevention is a pound of cure, right? That type of thing. We find a lot of benefit being able to be adaptive in our time usage, especially if the weekend is, you know, hey, we, we weren't able to get our nature study this week. Let's do it this weekend. Or, hey, the weather's going to be beautiful on Saturday. Let's go for a family walk or something like that. And then get that extra stuff out of the way you know that that for us that's not you know losing out and 
we don't look at homeschooling. I think this is more of a philosophical thing on our side is that we don't look at homeschooling as work. You know, we don't look at education as work. We love education. We love learning. We're lifelong learners. You know, I'm constantly learning, constantly reading stuff. You know, for me, that's just, you know, the air I breathe, right? I enjoy learning. I enjoy, you know, reading about things. And I, and I love sharing that with my daughter. So for me, homeschooling is not, I mean, yes, let's, I'm not going to be, you know, silly, but it is work. But it's, it's, it's not, not pain. It's pressure. it's not painful. Yeah, <laughs> it's not painful. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I was just a little birth labor humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Like I embrace fun. We I do, embrace we the like idea it. that most, you know, for the most part. You know, I, I'm happy to sit down and watch a Nat Geo documentary with my daughter because sure. she wants to learn about that. Or, or if on the weekend she goes, Daddy, how do they make basketballs? I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, yeah. How it's made. How it's like made. Dial up the how things. it's made. And our daughter loves yeah. to learn too, which is yeah. I, th- I think helps with this whole situation as well. Is she's She loves it. And so, uh, you know, she doesn't look at it as, oh, I've got to do school today because we're doing things she's interested in. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the tool belt. Like, so we talked philosophy, kind of planning. Right, make a plan and now arm thyself. So when I first, <laughs> yeah, so when we first started doing the homeschooling, when we had um, our, our oldest, and then once our youngest was born, um, we were doing the torchlight curriculum. Um, you know, at first when you were home on maternity leave, that was nice because I could just take her aside and, you know, baby would be nursing with you and I'd just take the oldest upstairs we do our home homeschool and then come back down but then you got went back to work for you know four months until then you know the pandemic arrived you know during that time period where my old my youngest was four months old until she was about eight eight months old type of i think it was somewhere in that range yeah yeah i think it's about right i think maybe she was almost to 10 months maybe she was closer to no no no. she was only eight months because she was about eight months yeah that's what i thought um so until she was about eight months so there was about a four month period where i was you know in the trenches, you know, and four, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight months old, and then I had my, you know, my four, four-year-old. Now, while my four-year-old was also doing preschool at the time, you know, she was doing two days a week preschool. It's only like two hours each day. It's not. It's not a whole nope. lot. No, 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 no. That was that's what we have now. But remember, then it was nine to twelve plus the hour of lunch munch. Oh, that's right. That's There's right. No more lunch hours, munch. No more oh. lunch munch now. But. She had two four-hour four days during the week where she was at preschool. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I was doing the entire torchlight curriculum in that time frame. I was also doing some of it in the mornings on the, the days of uh, – on Monday and t- Wednesday when she was doing uh, preschool. Um, but when that was going on – and I know this is a unique struggle for a lot of moms out there when you have this, like, newborn baby and you have to educate – I swear to you, the, the best thing I had going for me was two things. Number one, the high chair um, and the fascination of having, you know, a five-year-old just sitting there chowing down on, you know, a packet or, you know, uh, giving them a bottle in the high chair while, oh, yeah. you, while you're doing the, while you're doing the homeschool education with your other at the, at the kitchen table. That was very effective. The other thing that I did a lot of was I baby wore. So I put her on my chest. We have a very high kitchen table because <clears throat> I'm very tall and I don't want to sit like a little Freakishly person. tall. I don't want to be a little person in my table. I want to be a big person at my table. Who cares if my kids have to climb, you know, the Iger to get on, get up to the table. I don't care. <laughs> and your wife. And my wife. Everyone has to climb. Anyway, so my oldest can sit at the kitchen table and I can have the baby in the baby carrier kind of walking around, kind of orbiting around her and I could read stories. We could do activities. We could do art. 
We do all those things. So baby wearing was a really big thing. Oh, yeah. Thank God for baby wearing. Yeah, I know. So, get, yeah, I, get the wrap or a baby carrier. I have or, said it many, oh many a gosh, times. Love it. I apologize for all the shade I threw at the Swedish femme Nazis that I used to call. Oh, my gosh. You were so anti. Bjorn. You were like, that's so emasculating. It's I so can't em- believe people wear like baby carriers. I, I, now all, you were, and then, and I then clutched we had all our, my pearls really tightly. I was like, how dare they take my masculinity <laughs> we, away? We had our first daughter, and I went back to work, and she would it's not like, nap it unless she was in a wrap. And the next thing I know, you're like, can, can you order me a wrap in my size? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, I got you have hand, a customer. I got the handmade from Poland. It was beautiful, right? It's a beautiful. Now you have your own your own yeah. carrier. Yeah. It's, so I used to baby wear, and then the the baby would have her morning nap she would sleep on my chest and she slept well enough that i could kind of walk around and still read and talk with my oldest and she could do math i mean she could do kind of a lot of the art activities that she had to do and that was super effective i mean that was bulletproof for me for for most of those days and it was just mm-hmm. you know the way to go and so if if you're a mom out there and you're you know you're pregnant you've got your four-year-old and you go oh my gosh how am i going to do this Baby wearing is going to become your friend for at least those first six or seven months. Oh, baby wearing. Yeah, get to, you know, maybe you might have to move to the kitchen table. I was actually really good where once the baby was asleep, I could kind of sit, you know, pull her legs apart and kind of sit down into the chair and just kind of rock lightly. And I could do all the talking and all the lessons. And the fact that, you know, her head was on my chest, um, she was, you know, hearing my voice and it was very soothing and that type of thing. And so she, she didn't have any issues of waking up early she would sleep for an hour or so on my chest and it was just really effective so if you're a young mom out there and you don't know how to you know how do i manage this how do i do this you know one of the big things that i used was baby wearing it was one of the best things oh, that i had baby wearing. Love, um, love, love. not as effective once they can start climbing and screaming and yelling all around <laughs> you <laughs> um the second thing that was really helpful for us was really um once we slept train we did the sleep training on our on our youngest once we were able to and just before that when i was doing the as I like to call it, the hand of God down onto her chest in the in the pack and play. Oh yeah, you had to hold your hand on her till she fell asleep. Until she fell asleep, and I was able to slide out. The things we do. Yeah, I know the things we do. I was able to slide out of the bed, carefully close the door, and then go down the hallway, and then do the homeschool lesson, you know, for an hour or so, and then she would wake up, and obviously then we have to get back into the to the management of the baby. But that was another way to go as well. Obviously, doing really focus nap time get them to sleep get out of the room um once we slept train her you know i can put her down and she can put herself to sleep and then i can go back and do that and that's been really gosh for the last almost six seven months we've been yeah maybe a little bit longer than that i think it was like 11 12 yeah, months we used the taking care of babies um sleep training method which we'll link in the show notes because wow yeah it just uh revolutionized our world um, actually maybe we'll do a whole podcast on that <laughs> uh, man it was great that was great um so one of the other things uh for your toolbox is you know a lot of times i find that our our younger daughter she just wants to participate she just wants to be doing kind of doing the same thing that her older sister is now there's a lot of things that obviously she she can't do it's not safe and um so we've tried to put together some safer versions of the same thing so we have like uh we'll link in the show notes the melissa and doug water wow set so it's a it's a water 
it's a water paintbrush essentially. And the pages, once you put water on them, they, they change color. So it's a, it's a picture of a, uh, a, you know, fish or something like that. I mean, whatever it is. And when you color it, there's like hidden objects that appear out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. And it's all just water-based. And the moment that it dries, it all dries clear and then they can do it again and again. Like that's a great thing for us to give to the toddler in the high chair while wow. our older daughter is doing yeah. watercolors. Exactly. Because yeah. we can't, you know, we can't give that to her. Um, if we're going to um, have our older daughter wants to look at a book, we'll give our younger a board book. Um, there's uh, just the, different. The other thing that we've been doing a lot is the busy boxes as well. Right. Busy boxes has been a really great idea. Um, it's so you can, you can like buy busy boxes or busy books, uh, things like that. And basically what it is, is just, it's exactly what it says. It's something to keep your younger kid busy. Um, so what we did was we actually just created them. Yeah, we you took know, some like kind of Montessori block style toys. We did all kinds of things. I basically went to the dollar store and I grabbed a bunch of little containers because I, I didn't want to care about them getting wrecked. Um, and little kind of uh, plastic envelope pouches, that kind of thing. And uh, I just took a bunch of things that we already had in the house and put them there. So one of the in one of the bins, I put the stacking rings, right? The the classic, you know, Fisher Price stacking rings. Uh, in another box, I put a foam puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, in another one, I put a little a uh, little wooden wooden blocks and a wooden sorter. Yeah, one I of mean, them, just yeah, like one of them was the truck with the animals that slide through the side of the truck. Right. I I did uh, some felts in one of them so yeah. she could play with felts. And what's really really cool is you we put it in a box on top of the fridge that you know only i can reach Basically, um only him. <laughs> when she sees you grabbing something out of that box i mean her eyes are just like like a shark like she's a shark right she just immediately sees that you're doing that and she knows that anything on top of the fridge is very special and immediately she gets locked in and for me a lot of times you know giving her maybe two of these little activities buy me about five ten minutes so i mean yeah they don't last long that's what i say one of the things with them is i wouldn't put a whole bunch of work into it you know they have these amazing looking busy books or quiet books or whatever on pinterest where you know moms have made these beautiful pages and they've got a zipper on one page and buttons (laughs) and cool little felts to stick in different places and i mean they've obviously spent hours and hours of work my Don't advice on busy boxes is do not spend that amount of time. Our our daughter will play with this for like maybe five minutes and then she's bored of it. And most of like this happens having, in the high chair. Right. A lot of it yeah. for us, we, we keep her in the high chair because it keeps her contained because um, she's a climber. So... But for us, I would recommend, you know, don't spend a lot of time or money on a single busy item. You know, just get as many as you can that are different. That way you can rotate them and take from the toys that you already have, things you already have at home that are safe. Uh, You know, you can do something like sensory bins and do rice and things or beans. If you're brave like that, you know, you do you. Um, But I would just say our advice would be to put together more of them of the cheaper, easier variety because they do tend to burn through their attention pretty quickly. But we don't care because we have... I don't know. I have like 10 up there or something. So Mm -hmm. he goes, Oh, she's done with the rings. No problem. He grabs that together, pulls down another box. She opens it. Ah, she's good for another five or 10 minutes. Right. And so, um, I think, you know, focus on quantity. Yeah, really. (laughs) I mean, a lot of times the, when the toddler is trying to get in with what you're doing, this is she's bored or she's not entertained what she's, what she's doing. So if you can, if you can shift that attention over to something else that can give you a little bit of extra time if you're just trying to finish up that end of that lesson. Now, the last thing we have to to mention is, you know, you obviously need your silver bullet because there's always going to be that moment where your kid's like, mommy, 
I hope you know I'm about to learn to read. Yeah, and I mean, you can't so, it's always it, a right? breakthrough moment when yeah. your younger dis- child decides to have a meltdown. Yeah, it's like Interstellar, and you're trying to align the you know the oh ships, my. and you're trying to dock the two. You know, oh Hans Zimmer's playing in the background. It's always a breakthrough yeah. moment. I swear, it's always like you, you see this glimmer. Your older kids, they're locked in. They're doing great. Exactly. They're just about to like make a breakthrough, and everything's going fine. And then like World War Three happens over there, or, or Madame Poopy Pants comes in and. She's sticking her hands down her pants, and you're like, "What do you do? Oh gosh, that's terrible." Right? right? Yeah. You, I mean, something terrible is going to happen. Happens. But anyway, so the thing is to have that silver bullet ready to go. For us, it's Olaf right now. The little compilation yeah, on YouTube. Our, our kid loves Olaf. You know, she will watch just about anything educational. But you know, yeah. as a rule, I know we all try to kind of you know, avoid screens and things. But hey, look. Sometimes we got to get stuff done or sometimes we are, there's something big going on. There's a breakthrough moment. Yeah, we don't want to lose moment. this momentum. Have that thing ready that you know always works with that kiddo. It's probably going to be screen involved and, you know, plop them down for a few minutes. And in our opinion, you know, we, we don't mind doing that for our, our daughter. We don't do it very often, but there's some times when you, you got to have a go-to. Mm-hmm. And don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> I mean, and one of the better ways that, you know, I, I've, I've actually used this is, you know, you turn that Olaf show on, whatever, it's the 10 minutes of a compilation of all the shorts. You turn it, you turn the volume off. She can still be locked into it. You take that, you know, you take the five, six-year-old, turn her away from the television. Mm-hmm. She doesn't hear anything. She doesn't see anything. It's not distracting. And you can go ahead and get that thing done. You got 10 quick minutes. Boom, you're done. You're out of there. You turn the show off. You get back to your normal life. I have used that a couple times, but again, very sparingly. I don't like to. I don't like to leverage that all the time. Right. That's definitely not something. You know, personally, I'm not a very big screen person. I do like educational shows. I do like the YouTube shows, and things like that. But I don't do it just as pure, you know, mindless activity where you just right. kind of leave them alone. Right. We're not trying to get them to babysit, you yeah. know, at all. But I mean, we're just, we're being real. Sometimes you've got to throw yeah. on Sesame Street and just because that's what you need to do to get other things done and so those are available. Yeah. Those, so those are a bunch of ideas. Hopefully, you know, we've imparted some learning onto you. Or maybe not. Or maybe Impart not. some learning back, back to us. We would yeah. love to hear your comments. If you've got like, uh, you've had 10 children and you just know it all um, yes. and you've got all the coping tricks, I mean we'd love 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 to hear as often as this question comes up this comes up as probably like number two behind am i doing enough you know like how do i how do i educate with the crazy kid how do i educate with the kid that's you know young toddler kid right Mm -hmm. how do i handle this type of you know mentality when i'm trying to do focus time with my older kid you know i think this is just a natural problem it always happens um, you can insert the James Franco meme where it's like, this is your first time, eh? You know? <laughs> so I feel like we ask every guest. Yeah. And we ask Shannon this too. Like, you yeah. had a young kid. What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you like, do? I yeah. think everybody's just wanting to know. Like, but I, I think, I don't think, I think the answers for most people is pretty obvious, right? It's like, you're going to have to learn to deflect the toddler. You're going to have to be agile. You're going to have to be adaptive um, until that toddler becomes a little bit more independent or becomes you know, having to do their own homeschooling, you know, especially because I'm just kind of remembering back like when, you know, what was my oldest like when she was two and a half? She was pretty chill. Like she could sit down and do an activity oh, and sure. whatnot. This yeah. Is a, it's a limited it's a window very of short time. period of time. Yeah. And now that can be very frustrating if this is your first time homeschooling and you're taking your second grader out of school um, due to COVID and you've got your, you know, two-year-old 
or a one and a half year old sitting here crazy and, and you're nervous about, you know, am I going to screw up my kid type of thing? I, it can be very difficult and it can mm-hmm. be very challenging because you feel like any moment that this toddler takes me away from my second grader, my second grader is going to be hurt for the rest of their lives. They're, you know, they're never going to get anywhere because of this. And that's just not the case. And really, you know, take, take our advice where, you know, we go all year round. We use the weekends. We use the evenings. You have all this extra time. It doesn't have to all be done within the one hour a day of learning. You can really be adaptive. Um, Learn to deflect these kid, the, the kid. It's only going to be for a very short period of time. And you may find that it, for some period of time, it's just not workable for you. Yeah, right. right? That, you know, you're going to homeschool light, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're only going to maybe only do the essentials, just your reading, writing, math, and, and just let the other things go. Or, um, y- you know, do what you can. I think that I think the thing is when we ask this question, there's there's never one answer. There aren't even a lot of good answers, and I don't even know if the answers we've given are very good. But I think it's because there isn't a magic yeah. sauce for this. It's it's really um, it requires a lot of on the job training. Um, you know, when you're in the moment, and everybody's kids different. Everybody's kids different. Um, there are some kids do it that you know their parent. You know, these kids might have ADHD. You might have a kid on the spectrum. You know, whatever that might be you may have unique challenges or you just may have, you know, a very rambunctious two-year-old, right? Or you may have a, a young boy that, you know, he's got to chew on the on the railing for 20 minutes a day and that's okay. That's normal, you know? So whatever yeah. it is for Our you. Our older daughter bit yeah. a Christmas light today. She bit a Christmas light and she like, goes, mommy, I- mean, I, she's, she's I five. She goes, I wanted to know what it tasted like. like and <sighs> she bit and cracked a Christmas light. So you just can never- uh, You cannot I, anticipate you what's going to happen. Look, I think, I think ultimately all you can do is- have a best. good game plan, fill your toolbox, try your best and have the, you know, give yourself, be kind to yourself and and your kids with what you can do because it's, it's just not easy. I don't think anybody's like homeschooling with a toddler is awesome. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> I, think, I don't know anyone who said that. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. Um, I think it's just really no. hard. So, you know, arm your toolkit, make a good plan, try to be flexible, coach your older kid to be flexible too. And then, you know, just do your best and be okay with that. I, I don't I think we should beat ourselves up. It's a small period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, it will get better as they get older. And, and we've just, we, we've got to make it through and get as much done as we can. Except for that mom who just got pregnant and she's got the one and a half year old and the four year old. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're, we're just, we're, we're just praying for you. That's, yeah. that's, that's just, it's, it's, it's <laughs> rough. It's, it's, it's so rough. rough dealing with little kids. Gosh, I mean, this man. is why I feel like, I feel like folks who run, um, early, you know, very young child daycare centers and stuff like they, they just do not get paid enough for this because no. it's really, it's really, really hard. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe the things that we've said aren't, aren't going to be helpful, no, but they're helpful. maybe if you don't take anything else away from it, just commiseration that it's really hard and, you know, do your best and be kind to yourself. So let's end this. Uh, we're going a little long today, but that's okay. I think it was an important, important topic. I think it was good to get that off the chest. And <laughs> I feel like this was cathartic for us. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if anybody I, else thinks like Ariel, like all days, I'm going back to the front tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see. You, I'll see you. I'll see you on the front lines. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we sound like we have it all together. We so don't. It's all right. It's almost ten o'clock, and we're you know. Got to get to sleep and because that one's waking up. Anyway, let's end it like we I know seven and a half hours. Um, Let's end it like we always do. What are we into? Let's do it real short. 
um, the Who Was and the Who Is books. Yeah, I think it's called the um, Who HQ. There's a bunch of books, right? So, um, you know, uh, Who Was Napoleon? Uh, who Is Oprah? Whatever. I mean, there. if you look at these books, uh, if you see them, you'll recognize them. They tend to have the them. large cartoony head on the front. Right. So they've got this little body and like a giant cartoon head. Um, they, they make them about everything. Uh, they make them about uh, who was, who is. So, you know, current and past folks, they do it. What are, what are the pyramids? What were the seven wonders of the world? Right. They who have, was Frederick Douglass? What was the Revolutionary War? You right. Know? You know, yeah. So they've just got a million of these books. They're basically middle grade short chapter books. I think, you know, 11, 12 chapters. And they have like illustrations that. within the chapters. The illustrations are all black and white. They're all very good, though. Um, they give really great information about the subject that's super engaging. So we have read uh, a few of them. I have a bunch of them, actually. But the ones that we've read so far, we just finished What Was the First Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which I thought was really... It explained the concepts very well. I would say that the age range for these books, um, probably the target range for them is maybe seven up, six, mm-hmm. seven up. I'm reading them with my newly turned five-year-old. She's not getting everything, but she's really enjoying it. We're reading right now. We're reading Who Was Jesus since it's it's getting to be Christmas time. And, and it's it's been really... It's just, kind of a secular take on it. Too, it is a secular is nice. take on it um, where they give a lot of good information and they give some things from the Gospels and kind of talk about what, what is known. And uh, I just did a really good job with that. I've got a bunch of them. These are some of my favorite books to have a book outlet. So if you find something at book outlet, if you're going yeah. back to our buy all the books episode um, and you know, you need to get to $35 free shipping book outlet always has these books and they're usually just under $2 a piece. The books are all fantastic. They provide really great information in a very um, age appropriate you know, format where they kind of explain new words and things. And they just, they're just all around terrific. If you look at reviews on Amazon for any of these books, um, you're going to see that they're just fantastic. Um, so I would highly recommend that you pick it up about any subject that you might want to augment. And especially if you want to, if you want to get a bunch of them cheap, you can easily get $35 worth at book outlet. I've never done that. Um, uh, and if you want to make up to free shipping, that these are just like a great go-to. I, I anticipate us collecting uh, a lot of them. They have it on just about every famous person. Or, it's kind or of subject. our new great illustrated classics collection that we're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, they're they're just absolutely because these fantastic. are going to pay off dividends in the future as well. Not just reading them now. We're oh, sure. just trying to introduce concepts and historical figures and stuff to our youngest. Mm-hmm. I mean, our oldest. Um, these are going to be great early readers as well when she finally gets into that, you know, eight, nine year old old range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll probably, we'll probably read this to her. I wouldn't say she'd probably read these on her own until she's maybe like third grade or third or fourth grade, maybe fourth grade until then we would have to read these to her because okay. they are kind of middle grade, but I love how they make the subjects um, accessible without dumbing them down. Cool. And and they're very affordable. Even if you get them off Amazon, I think they're like, uh, I don't know, four ninety nine, five ninety nine. They're very affordable. So definitely check out the who HQ, which is the who is, who was uh, book series. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!